You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. It's Monday morning, haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-hosting Mark Teresi, executive director. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing Good today? Good morning. I'm doing very well. Very nice weekend. We were talking on the way over about Father Michael Bradley at St. Gertrude's, his retirement mass. It was just beautiful. You could just feel the love in the room for him. He's he's a canon lawyer. He's downtown, but he's also, he's in residence there, but he's a full-fledged associate pastor doing wonderful work. Now, that makes me feel old because Mike was ordained a year before me in 78. I'm class of 79. Wow. And these guys are now retiring, so it— uh, You're not— I I hope not to. Mm-hmm. I hope not to. God is good, and uh, but the class of '78 has some wonderful priests. Also, you can listen to it, watch us on live stream youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We have a great program lined up today. The first half hour, we have with us as our guest uh, Richard O'Shawney, the president of the Polish Museum of America. Richard, welcome to the program this morning. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor to be here with a fellow uh, Don. And I was going to say, you <laughs> reminded me before the program, class of 71, Notre Dame College Prep in Niles. You're the class of 78, Notre Dame, because you were raised in Niles, and I was Correct. raised in Park Ridge. And of course, Mark, your class of 70... S- uh, 73 at Quigley. Quigley Seminary. And at, uh, So Richard, for many people... They may be unaware of the Polish Museum of America. It's on Milwaukee Avenue near Division. What is the exact address? It's 984 North Milwaukee Avenue in the heart of uh, the old Polish downtown. And I'll give, you, I'll give you one more. I was born 1124 North Milwaukee. Oh, and right down the street. Yeah. Down, right the down the street, the street about house. a block and a half away. My parents were married in 52 at Holy Trinity, and I was born in February of 53, and I was born in St. Mary's Hospital, but, you know, raised for the first two years, right there in Milwaukee, a block and a half away from the Polish So Museum. was I. I was born St. Mary in Nazareth. Were you really? All seven of our my siblings and I are born there. That is amazing. Now, maybe for our listeners, Richard, give us a bit of a background in history. When was it first? When did the doors first open? Sure. Well, you know, for... for Years and years, you know, uh, the Polish community was trying to, you know, start a museum of Polish culture, heritage, and history. And this goes back to the late 1800s, 1890s, early 1900s, and just never gained steam. 
the Polish Roman Catholic Union, under the leadership of Joseph Kanya, the president in the you know 1930s, was one of those uh, individuals who was trying to make sure that you know we we get a museum established. And he brought the idea to the convention of the Polish Roman Catholic Union, you know, several times. And it was not until the convention in 1933 that the delegates finally approved the the uh, the concept of the museum. But more importantly, they approved funding for the for for starting a museum. And so in 19 the museum was founded as the uh, Museum Archives of the Polish Roman Catholic Union. And one of the very first things that uh, President Kanya did was hire a curator. And uh, the curator's name was Mieczysław Hyman. He was a historian. He was a writer. Uh, and he was he was the reason why we have what we have here today. Uh, he gave his life to the museum. Uh, he put out an appeal worldwide for people to donate artifacts, books, uh, paintings, uh, you know, anything that had to do with Polish history and culture. Um, and through his efforts, uh, you know, we have our collections that you see today. He uh, became close friends with Paderewski's, Ignacy Paderewski's sister, Antonina Wilkonska, and uh, he convinced her to donate the maestro's personal effects and belongings to the museum right after his death in 1941. Wow. Um, in addition, he also uh, uh, made an effort to get the artifacts from the Polish pavilion at the World's Fair in 1939. In 1939, you know, the, the Poland sent a you know a whole exhibit to to New York City, and what happened in 1939, September 1st, well, Poland was invaded by Germany, and uh, Poland again, once again, was conquered by by you know a, a nation that you know was an aggressor, and when the fair closed in 1940, the artifacts had no place to go to. And so Hyman, you know, uh, pushed and pushed and got the fair commissioners to agree to donate a vast majority of the artifacts uh, to the Polish Museum of America, as well as you know, the Polish Museum had to purchase things. And it is just a fascinating history of how how the uh, artifacts got to us. We have the original, you know, uh, billing, shipping uh, uh, documents that show every single uh, document that the artifact that was donated or bought by the museum that was sent by rail to, to Chicago from New York. Um, and so, you know, because of the efforts of people like Hyman and the efforts of the president of the Polish Roman Catholic Union at that time, uh, you know, we were able to amass many, many things that we find today in, in our in our collections and things that, you know, we're the only ones that have. You can't find a lot of these things in, in Poland. I've got one, Richard, I've got proud. one for you. And that is uh, sure. with my name, you know, Sakowitz or Polish, Sakowicz, my mother, Osikowicz or Oskowitz. In 1966, when Poland celebrated 1,000 years of Christianity, my father, Sig, was put in charge of the entire project for communications and events in Chicago. And in the 1990s, I think it was, long after my father had left Chicago, gone to Vegas for radio and TV, he donated a tremendous amount of material for Poland's 1,000 years of Christianity to the museum. I'm sure it's somewhere in archival material there. Well, yeah, for the 1,050th anniversary of the celebration of the 1,000 you know, uh, <laughs> years of millennium, we had an exhibit uh, uh, in uh, in uh, at that time, and the majority of the artifacts that were 
on display for the six months were from your from from the all the items that your father donated i mean letters and and logs and we even had the financial books of all the money that was raised you know to to put on you know the the, the various events uh that that took place in 1966 so those those artifacts are there they were displayed you know for the 50th anniversary of of the uh, of the millennium and uh it it, it comprises it comprised the book of the exhibit that was up at that time two questions uh, one the first one is in those archives, were there any baby pictures of Father Greg? <laughs> I don't think there were any. Ba- well, depending on what, what your definition of baby pictures are, but I think there was a picture of of, of Father Greg and 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 his father uh, in the collection there. You know, oh, at, no. at, and, at I'll, the, and I'll uh, tell you what it was. And Richard, you had a great memory in 1966 in July, with a big opening event at Soldier Field. I gave the Pledge of Allegiance in oh, English. Wow in front of about 40 or 50,000, 60,000 people. I was scared out of my mind, but my father had me do the Pledge of Allegiance at Soldier Field you know, at the 50-yard line, and uh, that might have been that picture. You didn't precede, right. it, with, you didn't precede it with a joke, did you? <laughs> <laughs> what a crowd, what a crowd. What a crowd. R- Richard, I had a uh, question. How did you get interested in this? this is, uh, when did it start? Well, you know, the, the museum, you know, actually goes back for me when I was a kid, you know, I mean, you know, you know, one of the things all our parents did, the friends of my parents was, you know, in addition to going to Polish Saturday school, mm-hmm. you came to see, the, you came to the Polish Museum and you came to, to learn about your history and your heritage. And, uh, you know, after, you know, you know, that was when I was a kid, but I, I became more involved uh, post-college uh, in uh, helping raise funds for the museum and, uh, you know, volunteering here and there mm-hmm. and then uh you know about uh, 15 years ago i became very active by joining the board and you know lo and behold down the line you know i became president in uh in, in 2015 of the museum and by the way i know your predecessor extremely well maria chesler husband richard and family were very active at st mary of the woods in edgebrook so maria who preceded you did a marvelous job like you and you know along those same lines when you were a boy, did you spend time at the museum? Did your parents take you there often? Well, you know, it, you know it, the museum today and yesterday, it's, it's almost day and night. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, it was a different feel to it. And, you know, you went a couple of times, you know, because obviously as a kid, you know, it's hard to, you know, to concentrate and you don't have that appreciation of, of of what you're seeing as a you know 10 year old or a 12 year old it's not until later in life after you've you know gone through high school and gone through college and 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 have you know learned you learned that appreciation and um, i'm involved with Polish scouts so i started taking my Polish scouts um, you know to the museum on field trips for them to learn about uh, about their about their you know culture and their history and the, and their heritage and i have to tell you one of, one of our biggest groups of because we do tours of the museum, group tours. And one of our biggest groups that come to the museum are the Polish Saturday schools. We have an excellent re- re- relationship with the Polish Teachers you know, Association. And you know, this is pre-COVID. Uh, every Saturday, you know, we would have several buses coming in, dropping off kids for you know an hour and a half to, to, to do a tour and have the activities for them and be able for them to, to, to learn about about. Uh, uh, you know their their heritage, and it's just amazing to watch these kids. You know uh, they're usually sixth grade and above, and uh, you know they you know we, and there are activities planned with the teachers so they understand. <laughs> you know um, you know so the kids get an understanding of of what they're seeing and what and and to appreciate that and and yeah you know, yeah you know, 
I got to tell you, when I was a kid, you know, I never thought in, in, or never imagined in my lifetime that I'd be the president of this organization. And, uh, you know, you never know. Some of these kids that come here today, they'll be the ones who will be running the Polish Museum in, you know, in the future for us. Now, you said that it's housed at 984 North Milwaukee Avenue. The Correct. building itself was built in what year? It was built in 1913, uh, and it's the national headquarters of the Polish Roman Catholic Union, who founded the Polish Museum of America. And in the beginning, in 1933, the Polish Museum was located in one little room where, where today it's the Paderewski room, you know, and that's where the whole museum was. The expansion of the museum happened in, in the 1940s when we received the uh, uh, Paderewski collection, uh, donated by his sister and the World's Fair collection, uh, you know, and that prompted the PRCUA to donate the hall, the great hall, of where you you come today and you see, you know, as you walk walk out of the elevator, you see the stained glass of Poland Reborn, which is from the World's Fair uh, in 1939. And because of that expansion, you know, we've been, we were able to occupy, you know, the, the, the biggest part of the building, which is the Great Hall, and include other, you know, exhibits from the World's Fair as, uh, uh, you know, cultural exhibits, historical exhibits. Uh, we have uh, a Krzyzewsko exhibit, and then the, probably the most famous painting of all in the museum is the Pulaski at Savannah painting, where you see him riding on his horse and he's getting killed in action. Wow. And that that painting is known worldwide. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, a minister from Poland you know, came came and visited us and uh, he uh, you know was walking around and he walks up to the painting he looks up he go, and he tells me he goes you know what my entire life I've seen that picture in books but I never imagined that I would one day be standing in front of the original painting and so it, it really it's it's a it's a world recognized painting and as you see right there uh, at that time this is 1969 I believe uh, Cardinal Wojtyla visiting the the, the museum uh, uh, on his visit to Chicago. We're going to do is we're going to take a look. First, I want to thank Michael May and Brian Brock for showing great video and photos from your museum. Mark, take us to break. We're WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes with Richard O'Shawney, president of Polish Museum of America. Maybe when we come back, Richard we can talk about some of the challenges that you face sure. as president uh, of the of uh, the uh, Polish Museum of America. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. 
To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Richard O'Shaughney, who is the president of the Polish Museum of America, which is at 984 North Milwaukee Avenue. And before the break, Richard um, gave you a little bit of time. You probably have them right on the tip of your tongue anyway. But what are the challenges uh, especially during this COVID time, what are the challenges for a president of a museum where you want people to come and see what's what you have, the treasures you have? Well, I think you know, like like many cultural institutions, especially you know uh, during the during the, the pandemic, it's you know raising raising money to, to keep the to keep the institution you know moving forward. Uh, you know, and that that's probably our biggest challenge. You know, uh, we have you know. Uh, people who you know come to the museum uh, during our our hours of, of of operation, and I think you know that that's the easy part. You know the the hard part is you know how do you you keep you know keep the institution moving forward and raising the money to be able to provide uh, you know uh, guests and visitors you know the experience of being able to learn about you know the Polish heritage, the Polish Polish culture, and the Polish history, and that's our, our biggest challenge. You know, COVID you know taught us a big lesson, probably like many institutions, that you have to be innovative 
you have to think out of the box to to be able to survive. You know, there are many of our sister organizations that close their doors. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, are are today even today having uh, struggling to, to 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 keep afloat. We are lucky and fortunate that we have a base of uh, of uh, financial supporters who believe in our mission, which is you know preserving the past to benefit the future. And um, you know we have uh, also you know thank God that our uh, friends in Poland uh, through uh, the Ministry of uh, Culture uh, supported us through various grants to be enable us to do programming through COVID, for example, that uh, you know kept us moving. Uh, and you know one of the innovative things we decided because obviously during COVID many institutes closed down. You know uh, you know we weren't sure in 2020 and early 2021 you know what the effects of 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 that virus is. You know the contact, the social distancing, and all that stuff. We were we were prepared. We were we, we no nobody was prepared for something like this. Mm-hmm. So you know as a as an organization we made a decision that we needed to to do something to make sure we kept our presence. And what we did is we turned to the medium of social media. As well as many institutions did, you know, the Archdiocese I know the, the, did the same thing, and uh, to maintain that contact. And one of the things we started doing, we started shooting videos of various parts of the museum, whether it's a collection, whether it's an, an event, whether it's about a historical uh, thing that happened in in Polish history, whatever that you know topic was, we we started we started uh, filming things about the museum and how we it, our collections are part of that uh, that video. Now, Richard. So can I, interrupt, can I interrupt you for a second? One of the sure. important things that you told us that pe- our listeners should know is you're the president. You don't get a salary. You're a volunteer. I think people need to hear that. That's an important part of fundraising, the idea oh, that, yeah. that you're standing there, you have a passion for this mission, and you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, well, that's that our whole uh, board, our board of directors are volunteers, our officers are volunteers. Uh, we do have a staff that runs the day-to-day operations of the museum, and they do a wonderful job of you know doing uh, doing their work. Mm-hmm. You have to realize the museum is not just about museum visits, you know, because that's 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 just a small it's a it's a part of the work. But the bigger thing is, you know, somebody has to maintain the collection. Somebody has to take care of wow, our collections. Yes. You know, uh, somebody has to put these exhibits up, and you know that. Yeah, that involves having professionals, as the museum has professionals who do this and do a wonderful job of of showcasing elements of our Polish history and our Polish culture. And it's just it's just a wonderful, you know, wonderful experience to come in and see people who are um, you know, passionate about their work, and as well as the, you know, our volunteers. You know, we have a, we have a big cadre of volunteers who come in and help out. You know, you know, during an event, help out coming during the week to you know, uh, stuff envelopes or or help us organize things. But we do have you know that combination of 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 volunteerism as well as our professional staff makes this makes our museum very successful. Now, Richard, I have a question and for you, and that is, do you receive phone calls often from people who say? I have an item or two I'd like to donate to the museum. Do those calls happen constantly? Often? Constantly, and, you know. And it, the one of the things you have to realize that you know, uh, you know, what an individual sees as being historical or important mm-hmm. may not have that same uh, meaning to us. You know, uh, you know, somebody may have an artifact that they're 
their father had uh and 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 it's been in the family for you know 50 60 years which is beautiful but it may not have that value to us you know mm-hmm. that that we're looking for in terms of something that's going to be displayed uh you know but there are, are individuals who do you know donate you know things that are necessary to you know to our collection and enhance our collection so that we have you know have a wide range of of artifacts available for eventual display you know like many museums what's displayed at the museum is probably just a tip of the iceberg you know, uh, compared to what's what's actually in storage and that gives us the ability to to change things every so you know every so once in a while so that you can come back to the museum and you know see something different or learn something about about something that that you didn't know you know previously well, now richard i'm, yeah, I'm always we're great look, to... we're looking at these photos here on the screen for those who are watching youtube first of all i think people are unaware how big the museum exactly. is we're not talking just one room it's we're talking a full building because i've been there several times now another question just we want to ask before is in the last 10 or 15 years what item has been received by the museum with a phone call that's just absolutely rare priceless or you never imagined that your museum would hold it uh something that that we got in the last 15 years like last uh, 15 i mean we've, years. we've gotten things you know that that are are, are very real i think the, the most important thing and, that, and it's not something that we've gotten what we've gotten is we've gotten support to uh conserve our collection and cons- and and repair you know for example you know paintings you know you know our paintings some a lot of our paintings come from the world's fair in 1939 and some of these paintings go back you know before 39 and you know time has its effects and you know being able to uh repair and conserve a painting and bring it back to life and you know uh, is, is an amazing is an amazing thing we we have a cooperative uh, agreement with the Polonica Institute in Poland uh to conserve our paintings and in the last 2 years we've conserved over 30 paintings and sculptures and artifacts that if we didn't have their help you know uh, you know these things would have you know would have just you know kept on deteriorating and and that's that's probably you know and that's the one thing people don't realize the museum is just again i was saying earlier the museum is not just about visits you know our staff is in the is also tasked with you know making sure and uh and ensuring that our uh, our collections are kept and and cared for so that when they are displayed they are displayed at their at their very best richard you know? for our museum, yeah. I'm sorry. For, I don't. I want to make sure people understand because we're looking. The YouTube folks are looking at pictures. Our listeners are not. They have passed this museum hundreds of times and may not know they've passed it. Can you right. physically describe where it is from the expressway? It looks like. Isn't sure. It? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, we have we have about weekly. Um, maybe it's, I think it's we, a daily. Uh, if you're driving on the Kennedy, whether you're going south on the Kennedy or north on the Kennedy, you're they, they, there's about 200,000 cars that pass that building every single exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> so you know people people know it. So you know the museum's located on the corner of the uh, Milwaukee Division, and if you're taking uh, if you're driving to the museum, you would get off at Division, and uh, go west on Division to Milwaukee, make a left on Milwaukee, and down the street, you'll you'll see our building at Milwaukee and Augusta, and we have free parking for all our guests. Big. If you're taking the CTA, uh, you can take get off at either Division uh, stop on the on the L or at Chicago, and take the 56 bus and get off at Noble and just a one block walk sh- uh, south to the museum, and you're there. And now, Richard, if someone wants to make a donation 
to the museum, give us some email address or a phone number. Sure, you can go onto our website at www.polishmuseumofamerica.org. One more time. And you can www.polishmuseumofamerica.org. And you can uh, become a member. We have our membership on, online. And you can make a donation online as well and through, through, through your credit card. What about a phone number if you want to call the main office? <laughs> if you want to call the PMA, the uh, the phone number is, let me get it, Rick. I, I always have a remember, it is 773-384-3352. That number once again. 773-384-3352. And the museum is open on for visits on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. One phone, I thank in a very special way, Richard O'Shawney, the president of the Polish Museum of America. Richard, you've been a fantastic yes, guest. I mean, you, you are you. like a walking historian with the history of the place, what's in there now. And it's, you know, Mark, I think you'd agree, in listening to Richard, there's such a passion about you regarding Polish history, heritage, culture. And it's in your voice, and it's in your in your knowledge. And actually, my mom is a Stanitz. So you you talking to you brought me back to the idea that, and I hope our listeners join me. I'm going to join. That's part of my history, and it's fascinating to me with what you shared. That I'm going to go. I want to go visit. I want to reconnect with some of my roots. And on that note, well, just one more. Well, I, I would like to invite both of you and all your viewers and listeners. To Pulaski Day on March 7th, we will be streaming that live from the museum, and you can log on to our website, and there will be a link to to the to the uh, to the event and and playing tribute to Casimir Pulaski on March 7th uh, from the museum. Richard, on that note, we'll take it from there, and God bless you for your great work, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial.